Welcome, everybody. My thoughts on the chosen controversy and more on this edition of Ask. So stay with us. Once again, I want to uh, welcome you to Ask. I'm Pastor Jamie. We're here at Cornerstone Church. This is a show where I answer your questions about the Bible, faith, or life. If you have a question, and remember, we definitely need your questions. If you have something, someone else has the same question. Just go to cornerstonebv.org, media page, drop down, ask, leave it. All right? Cornerstone, media, ask. You got it. All right. So, thank you. Now, it's a, um, the first question, is it a good idea to watch The Chosen? Well, if you haven't heard, uh, the trailer for season three has stirred up some controversy about The Chosen in this television show. Uh, but first, let me give you my general thoughts on the show, the, uh, of The Chosen. I'm not typically a, a connoisseur of Christian movies or shows. Uh, I don't have any issue with them typically, but usually I just find the quality really lacking. Um, some of you like it, and that's fine. Um, but however, I heard way too many people way back a few years ago talking about The Chosen being incredible. So my wife and I watched season one, and it was really good. And season two was excellent as well. Um, they've done a great job of bringing Bible characters to life, uh, making you feel like you're, you're really there. It helps teach maybe a cultural context because you get to see it. Um, they do a good job with that. Sometimes it's hard to understand for new Bible readers. Um, the only potential issue I've talked about with some is the license they take with characters. Like it, Matthew is clearly for them on the autism spectrum, for instance. Um, we don't know if that, that would be the case, right? They also fill in other details, like Peter was, was gonna lose his fishing boat for tax reasons, but then they incorporated the story when Jesus told them to let down their nets one more time and filled it with fish, so uh, Peter saves his boat. These details, they just add more drama and entertainment to biblical stories, and I really don't have a big problem with them. Um, my only concern is maybe for people that you're not really familiar with the Bible, uh, please let uh, uh, the, sh the chosen um, and with the perspective that it's it's not exactly as it's always laid out in the Bible. And, and let the, the show inspire you to read the Gospels for yourself, not rely on them to give you what really happened. Now, what about the season three controversy? Well, if you haven't heard, the season hasn't been released yet, but the trailer has. It's a good trailer. It does get you excited for season three. But in the trailer, Jesus is arguing with the Pharisees, and he says something along the lines of, I am the law. And many are saying that this is a paraphrase from the, actually from the Book of Mormon, um, and it's not biblical truth. Jesus came to fulfill the law, but he never said that he's the law himself. Um, the, the creator of the show had been in the past criticized for having sympathies with certain members of the LDS Church, Church of the Latter-day Saints. Um, and the studio, Angel Studios, was originally started by two Mormons. So, if you're not aware, Mormons are not biblical Christians. They are a cult, which is defined as twisted biblical Christianity. Their theology isn't even close to Christian theology. Uh, despite, they'll, they'll use terms, ideas, books of the Bible, um, but it, it, it would be a huge concern for us if the Chosen starts using the Book of Mormon on top of the Bible as source material. However, I do concur with those who have said we need to breathe, uh, we don't have enough here to start boycotting the show. Some people just want to be really critical. Here's how I'm going to approach it. I'm going to watch and enjoy season three, most likely, without getting too caught off with some of the dramatic licenses that sometimes the show writers take. However, I'm going to definitely keep my eye on it a little closer to watch out if any dangerous theology that might lead people astray does come up. I hope it doesn't, but I'll keep an eye on it and let you know. Second question, in 1 Kings 19, 11, and 12, God told Elijah to go and stand before him. Wind, earthquake, and fire came, and the scripture says God was not in those things. Ephesians 4, 6 says God is over all and through all and in all. Can you please explain how God was not in the wind, earthquake, and fire? Great question, and I love how you're thinking. 
Now let's start with a classic Pastor Jamie line. Context is, you got it, it's everything. There are two pretty different contexts here and I wouldn't necessarily use them to compare uh, and that's what you're doing here. In Ephesians 4, Paul's making an argument for unity in the church, the body of Christ. In verse 6, he is intending to argue that God is over all of us as Christians, the body of Christ, and in all of us uh, as his people and therefore we should treat each other with humility and pursue unity. Now, you're still not wrong to ask the question though. It is true that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere at once, always. So in that definition, God certainly was still in the wind and earthquake and fire. It's not like he didn't know what was going on there um, that came past Elijah in that story. But the lesson God is teaching Elijah, Elijah is that he reveals himself more typically in our life through the quiet and unspectacular ways. So in that instance, the revelation of himself in a specific way to Elijah, he manifested himself in the whisper. We can learn in our life too that God often speaks to us in those quiet moments of our lives. But it definitely does not mean that he was not actually present in those other things. We're just talking about that special presence to Elijah in that moment. All right, Pastor Jamie, I know that the Bible is God's word. Why then did the Bible stop at the book of Revelation? Did he have nothing more to say to us and more books of the Bible? Now, that's a great question. Now, first of all, God does reveal himself to us all the time in many different ways. What you're talking about is scripture, which is special revelation, right? Truth that we can say this is absolutely true. And yes, the church has deemed the canon closed now for centuries. What do I mean by the word canon? Canon means standard, right? Or read, meaning a standard. It's important that we understand that man did not decide what was scripture, but God did. In the first century, the apostles and others who knew Jesus uh, and were there were the only revelation needed. However, as people began to die, the church realized that Jesus might be further delayed than first believed. Remember, Jesus didn't tell them when he was coming back. They just kind of assumed it was imminent, which was fine. But they started to realize, "Uh uh-oh. And as time passed, they realized they needed to gather books of scripture that were considered that revelation and that truth uh, without a shadow of doubt. So while there were several criteria for seeing a book of scripture in the New Testament, it had to either be written by an apostle or an apostle had to be the source material for it. So by the third century, the books of the Bible that were considered scripture uh, were secure for the most part. They began to put together, this is what's in and what is out. And there was some debate about a few of the books, you know, Second Peter and Jude, Hebrews, they weren't sure what the, the writer was, who the writer was, but however, the canon it's been considered closed because there are no more in the office of the apostle. We also do not need any more special revelation from God. He's given us all we need to know him, salvation of Christ, and the hope we have for eternity. He's also given us all we need to live a life that pleases and honors him. Yes, there's times where I wish we had more, but he's given us what we truly need. All right, hopefully that helps. It's been all for this week, but we will be back next week with more of your great questions. Make sure you go to our website, Leave your question today. We need it. Uh, Bible, faith, life, whatever you got, we will answer it. So we'll see you this weekend at either 5 on Saturday or 9 or 11 on Sunday. In the meantime, be blessed. We'll see you soon.